0: Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name is Ashley Brandt. And my name is
1: Brooke Marine.
0: And we've been away for a little bit. We were going to do a double feature
1: talking about Rob's baby drama, uh, the ongoing... And the, and the Iceland uh, video shoot. But something
0: much more important happened last night.
1: <laughs> so this has been we... a whirlwind.
0: Oh my god. What a time to be alive. <laughs>
1: The past 24 hours have been so much. One of my friends, Haley, she asked me how many times is Kim Kardashian going to break the internet in her life, and that's a really good question because it's definitely probably going to happen again, and I can't imagine her topping this, but I'm sure she will because she's brilliant.
0: I mean, honestly, I thought that Kim and the pregnancy scare was the height of her Snapchat usage, but she topped that. It's been a few Sheet. fucking months. <laughs> I don't know what to expect next, honestly.
1: No, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what to expect, but that's the thing. She definitely has something planned. and that's Oh, yeah. I think, wait. I mean...
0: Okay, before we get into this... I had a dream and I don't, or maybe, I'm trying to d- determine if this was a dream or not. Were you watching Kim Snap, and this was way before this all went down, when she was talking about the filters and she was talking about how she prefers the the flower crown filter to the beauty filter, but she wants to get the flower yes. crown filter without the fil- the crown the flowers. Did yes. That, did Snapchat make that or did I dream that they made that?
1: I don't think they made it. They made another flower crown one that has, like, more makeup on the face, but they didn't get rid of, like, the flowers, the crown and just the, yeah, they didn't get rid of the flowers. But she did say that. She was like, I don't like the beauty filter because it makes my nose too small. But then she kept (laughs) using it, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Paris Hilton only
0: films Snapchat in the beauty filter. Like, she'll be looking at her dogs and it'll clearly be in the beauty filter.
1: I'm not surprised. That does not surprise me at all.
0: Anyway, point being, Kim's Snapchat is invading my dreams. And now it is, in fact, consuming every waking moment of my life. Because, oh my god, she snapped the video of Kanye on the phone with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift on speaker. Giving her approval to the lyrics in Famous that she claims to have a problem with.
1: Yes. So, if you don't remember... About a month ago, Kim did a... She was profiled by GQ, and in the interview, she said, you know, this is before the Famous video was released, a few weeks before. She said, well, I don't really understand why Taylor Swift acted like she was a victim at the Grammys, and I don't understand why she says that she did not give approval for the line in Famous that says... Um, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous. And Kim said in this interview, she said, we have video proof of Taylor Swift giving consent. And not only giving consent, but saying like, oh, that's funny. That's tongue in cheek. When we get to the Grammys, I'll be on the red carpet and everyone's going to think that we have beef. And I'll just be laughing with you guys and I'll tell them that I'm in on it. And the thing that we said in the past was that Kim, I mean, her fame, her celebrity is built on the fact that she has this illusion of transparency. So, like, what would she have to lie about? So, I already believed her. She said that Kanye has a team of videographers following him whenever he records an album because he might want to make a documentary one day. Totally plausible. I believe her. Why would she lie about it? She says that they have you know True. Taylor Swift giving consent to the lines and like acting like it's really funny sure i believed kim because why would kim kardashian lie off fly about anything she's been famous you know because of a sex tape and you know she's she makes us all feel like we know her or that she that what you see is what you get so i i mm-hmm. never doubted that this was real last night at around I guess it was around 10 p.m. Central Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and around 8 p.m. in California, in Calabasas. Well, actually, I mean, I'm assuming Kim is in California. That's another point that we're going to have to bring up later, the legality of this situation, which depends on the state in which one is in. But Kim... Snapchatted about an hour before the new episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, season 12, episode 11, titled Got Milf, which had already previewed the fact that she was going to be discussing the GQ interview in it. About an hour before this episode drops, mm-hmm. Kim snapchats like a two minute long video of. Kanye speaking with Taylor and Taylor giving consent and Taylor laughing and Kanye being like, "Hey, do you still have the Nashville phone number?" And like, you know, he says like, "Oh, it's just really important to, to you and to me to like have your, you know, respect as a friend and whatever." So, all of this happens, and an hour before Kim even did that, she tweeted something like, "Do you guys follow me on Snapchat? Because you really should." And then she tweeted, "Oh, it's National Snake Day." They have a day for everybody. I mean, everything these days, with like twelve <laughs> snake emojis after. Oh my so god! So Kim knew she was about to drop something. None of us knew where or how or what or when or why until it happened, and the internet was broken. And then her, and then the episode came out, and so I'm sure she got like millions more viewers because of this. Oh my god.
0: You were the one who alerted me to this last night. You were really on it. I think the snaps had been up for about 15 minutes when I got your text. Um, I had actually just set up uh, some incense in Pokemon Go. I was going to use my incense and I was going to catch some Pokemon, but this was so much more important. So
1: much more important. What's What also happened very quickly was shortly after Kim snapped this and Twitter was like on fire, Taylor Swift posts on a screenshot of her notes app on instagram like i oh my i should pull it up she on she she's like
0: it's it's a lot it's definitely a pre-prepared statement and we'll get into like what the tip-off is on that yes. for sure but it's this long thought out statement because as we know from kim's gq interview Taylor was definitely aware of the existence of this tape on some level. So she had time to think
1: about what would
0: happen should that tape be made public.
1: Yes, and I think this is, thank you to Select All New York Magazine's (laughs) recent, um, you know, internet culture vertical posted some incredible investigative journalism. Honestly, I'm like so happy with this. So the reason that we know that Taylor Swift's, um, like, immediate response to this whole thing was that it's really long. Surely it had been written before because the search feature is, fa- is when you write a note on your iPhone, the top left corner doesn't say search unless you've searched for the note that's already been written and then you find it. And you can, you know, you can look this up on your own if you're listening right now. Like I said, select all, did a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Taylor's Instagram said, the caption was, that moment when Kanye West secretly records your phone call, then Kim posted on the internet. And in the note, she's like, you know, where's the video of Kanye telling me he was going to call me, quote, that bitch, end quote, in his song. And so that to me signals that she's trying to get them on the fact that in the Snapchat videos, it seems like the line of, that she did give approval for was I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex and that she didn't give Mm -hmm. approval for the, that bitch. I made that bitch famous and she's taking serious issue with the term bitch, but not taking issue with the fact that like the original lyric I think was, I feel like Taylor Swift might owe me sex, which is gross. And it's like, if I were her, yeah. I would take issue, I would be, I'm not telling her what to have a problem with because I completely understand feeling upset in this sort of situation, but for me, I would have had more of a problem with the line about him rapping about wanting to have sex with me, and I, I really think that what she should have done was said, like, a month ago, she should have been like, well, I initially gave my approval. Then I heard the song come out, I saw the reaction to it, and I changed my mind. I no longer felt that it was appropriate. That's all she had to say. Instead, she goes on this whole thing, she starts dating Tom Hiddleston, I think, to distract from this because she knew that the GQ interview was coming out, and she knew that Kim had this footage, Mm -hmm. and she knew that she was going to have to do some sort of PR stunt to, like, you know, I don't know, change the public opinion of the whole situation. And... Well, and her initial story was
0: that she heard the song, quote unquote, when everyone else did and felt humiliated that she had no notice ahead of time. And then that later became, I believe, through her reps, the story became that Kanye called and asked uh, if they could release the song on her Twitter account, uh, which she declined, apparently. And she still maintained that she really didn't have a preview of the song or the lyrics and even today she maintains that she hadn't heard the full song even though kanye is obviously rapping the verse for her in the video um it just it gets narrower and narrower each time and it gets closer to
1: the truth but it's it's not there yet no it's not there she's trying to get them on a technicality she's trying to say well in the video that kim leaked there's no way that i'm approving the line that says that bitch and it's like okay like
0: i just well
1: and interesting because
0: that had never been her specific gripe before in the speech that she gave at i believe it was the grammys i don't know whatever she wore that horrible orange (laughs) top to like she gave a speech where she was well was like oh yeah uh you know don't let young women don't let people take credit for your fame. Like,
1: that was her whole thing. Right. And, like, it seemed to me, like, she had a problem with someone else taking credit for her success. That's what I – Yeah. That's what I got from that speech. And that's still clearly directed at Kanye. Yeah. And in
0: the video, they're talking and laughing about it and talking about how, like, that did make her more famous. That being, you know, the incident at the 2009 VMAs.
1: Yes. I mean – She even said, oh, it'll be tongue-in-cheek, and when I get to the red carpet, we'll laugh about it. And then she completely turned on them. And it doesn't matter, like, no matter what her specific issues were, she turned on them in her Grammy acceptance speech. Like, she still sought, I don't know, sympathy or something from the public, at the expense of Kanye West looking like an Mm -hmm. asshole. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have the ability to be an asshole because he does and he can be, but like, yeah, Yeah. you know, she still flipped so quickly. And that's what people, that's what none of us understand. It's like, this is such a PR disaster. Like you could have just said, first of all, during that speech, you could have just said nothing about this, what the whole famous situation. And you could have like made a statement later that was like, I'm sorry, I did give my initial, especially once Kim said I gave, I have video proof of this. You could have just been like, you know what, mea culpa, initially I was okay with it, realized I wasn't, that's it. But no, she's got this whole nightmare situation now, and just like, now her her girl gang squad, whatever, is trying to come for people, and it's just like... Everyone else needs to stay out of this. This all started because of a Beyonce video in 2009. I know. I know. I know. Should we go all the way back? Should we
0: talk about the VMAs really (laughs) quick? The 2009 VMAs? So, 2009 VMAs. Let's set the scene here. This is before my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So, this is post 808s and Heartbreak. Kanye's dating Amber Rose shows up at the vmas with a bottle of hennessy he's got this design shaved into his head honestly like that was a look no it was a look that was an iconic kanye look um and actually it's really interesting because at the european music awards uh for the oh shit touch the sky yes the touch the sky video so that was for uh late registration so, this was actually in 2005, 2006. Um, Kanye, uh, filmed the video for, uh, Touch the Sky, which is an amazing video. And he lost, uh, an award at the European Music Awards to Justice. Oh my gosh. Yes. He gets up on stage and he's like, yo, I spent, like, a million dollars on this video. No one else has spent a million dollars on a video. No offense to you guys, but, like, I deserved to win. This was 2006. This was late registration Kanye West. And so late registration Kanye West, two albums later, is dating Amber Rose, is drinking Hennessy, and he's just there to have a good time. And he shows up, and they give the award for best video to Taylor Swift for, like, teardrops on my guitar or whatever it was for you belong
1: (laughs) it was for you Belong with me i think whatever i i don't care (laughs) they all sound the same but it was the same year that single ladies was a video iconic yes like iconic iconic turning point for beyonce in my opinion Okay, turning point for Beyonce. Still, like, a
0: modern cultural touchstone. People still do the fucking single ladies dance. Veep made a single ladies reference, like, last year. And I don't even remember what video won this award for Taylor Swift. So, let's just get that all out there. Connie grabs the (laughs) mic and says, Sorry, I'm gonna let you finish, but... Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. He does the Kanye shrug. He returns the mic. There's a whole thing. Beyonce later brings Taylor up on stage and says, like, I want you to finish your speech. What have you. Beyonce honestly comes out looking like a saint.
1: Kanye comes out
0: looking like a fucking jackass. And there's, like, this audio where barack obama calls him a jackass kanye goes into hiding he goes to hawaii to record my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he breaks up with amber honestly also a turning point in his career because he gets a 10 out of 10 on pitchfork with his next album
1: which is like impossible
0: and next year at the vmas uh Taylor gets on stage and she's barefoot and in a white dress. She's got an acoustic guitar. She has a song about forgiveness. She's laying it on real heavy. This fragile, young Aryan white girl who was affronted by Kanye West. And there have been some really good pieces out there about how uh, Taylor Swift embodies white fragility. Um... And it's true. She like milked that situation for as long as humanly possible and made herself the victim, in my opinion.
1: Right. And I think so now with this situation, the famous situation, and they've like publicly in the past couple years, they've publicly been like, we're cool with each other. It's no big deal. We're totally fine. Taylor's been photographed with Kanye and Kim. She on the audio recording is like, Thank you so much for the flowers you sent me. I Instagrammed them and they got me the most likes ever. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. At this point, at this point, they're all like, Listen, we're all celebrities here. We all know how this thing works. We all know we have PR nightmares and disasters. And, like, We know that this gave us more attention. Let's let bygones be bygones.
0: Yeah, and they are all at the upper echelon of celebrity. Like, Taylor Swift's star only continues to rise. It's really after the 2009 VMAs that she becomes a crossover artist in the first
1: place. Yeah, I would say so, because she kind of, after that, moved more into more. She's been doing more pop ever since. Like, 1989 is a pop album. It's not a country album and um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is my favorite Kanye West album so like for both of them the whole situation worked out they both know that and Kim knows that the most and she Kim is a businesswoman she is on the cover of Forbes magazine for her business um tactics like she knows what she's doing. And she understands celebrity. She understands fame. She understands that what she just did revealed like the bare bones of public relations. It's like that episode of Mad Men in season four, when Peggy and Pete try to stage a fight over a Christmas ham. And it blows up in their face. Because that's what happens with bad PR stunts. And like, Kim knows that, and she knows that she just revealed. I don't know. She's just what I'm what I love about this is that, like, a month ago, I was like, damn, Black China just beat the Kardashians at their own game. This is so petty. I don't know how they could ever top something like this, how anyone could ever top something like this. And Kim just went back and beat Black China. Like, that's not that they're in competition but she really came for the crown. She has the title. She had all of the receipts. And you know, now I will say the one thing that people are like apparently I'd actually I need to look this up to be sure, but I think Taylor Swift is like ready to file a lawsuit for this whole situation for the release of the video. But I don't know if she can because in New York City, you can record people's phone calls without their consent. And I don't know what the deal is. They talk
0: about that on this episode.
1: Yeah. They talk about that in the episode. I don't don't know what it is for California. I don't know what it is for other states. But New York, it's legal. And as far as social media goes, I think, like, there might be a little bit of wiggle room for Kim to be like, well, Snapchat's not written into this law. And so me sharing this on Snapchat doesn't mean that you can sue me i don't know i'm not a lawyer i'm just saying that's something that i thought of recently it's possible it's possible
0: one thing that i want to highlight right now is the fact that this episode does not appear to have been originally cut with this storyline in mind it's called got milf they've got a lot of shots of Kim talking about, like, her post-baby body. Honestly, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for MILF money. I'm here for that video shoot. I'm here for, like, Fergie and Kim's friendship. But it's that's set up to be the A-plot based on the framing, based on the title. It's also, like, a big-ticket item. Like, Kim getting hot again after having a kid, that's always, like, an A-plot on the show. B-plot is Kylie being stalked, right? And uh, there are some shenanigans in that in that plot line because Courtney and Chloe pull a prank on her. You know, they have Kim's assistant put all of these balloons on Kylie's car, make it look like her stalker knows where she is because Kylie's like not taking cybersecurity seriously or whatever. But what's cobbled together throughout is this kind of disparate narrative about famous so they have uh some grainy video from kanye's studio sessions where he has the original line where uh this is where the original line actually comes from where he says i think taylor swift might owe me sex that's in the in the episode and then we move to um the snl audio being leaked online That's really interesting because what it sets up there is Kanye calls Kim after Kim has received a call from Kanye's publicist. And Kim says, well, what do you want to do? And he says, well, I don't care. I'll do whatever you want to do. If you want to make a big deal about it or just, you know, let it go, I'm fine with either. And Kim, you know, does strategize and she's like, well, let me think about it. We'll figure out what to do. And she kind of talks a little bit about... How she feels like her full-time job is being Kanye's publicist. Which then rolls right into Kim talking about doing her GQ interview. There's some behind-the-scenes footage, which I think could have originally come from Kim being hot as the A-plot. Um, I think I think so.
1: so I think then, that's what they maybe, maybe were going for, and I think that Kim probably... Had agreed months ago to do this GQ cover, but she probably didn't think that she'd have to do any Taylor Swift damage control. She probably was just going to talk about getting her body together or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know, life life with two kids, whatever. So, that, so then they start talking about the Taylor stuff and how Kim can't keep it together or not keep it together how Kim kind of decides to deviate from her usual PR strategy she talks about how she doesn't really talk about people in interviews but she makes an exception and she defends Kanye and she reveals the existence of this tape um they move straight from Kim saying oh I just did my GQ photo shoot to GQ is out it's on Chris Jenner's desk um, there's an interlude in between, perhaps, where they talk about shooting the famous video, and that's where Kim says, "Oh well, like it's gonna be, you know, me and Kanye and Amber Rose and Ray J and Chris Brown and Rihanna uh, and Taylor Swift and Caitlyn Jenner."
1: When Kim showed or like let everyone else know what the video was gonna be about, it seemed like Courtney and Chloe were like not. I mean, I'm re- they didn't give us a clear answer, but. I don't think they were, like, super into it, (laughs) the video idea, Um, especially when Chris was like, Caitlin's going to be in it? Kanye's obsessed with Caitlin. That's weird. Um, And then Chris also said that she didn't read the GQ interview, which I was like, Chris, come on. Honestly, Chris is dropping the ball left and right, you know,
0: ever since – what was it? There was something last season where, like, Kendall had a contractual conflict R.E., the Cosmo cover, the family Cosmo cover. Kendall couldn't do any solo covers, is, like, what it was. And I remember that was, like, the first time that I ever saw Chris just really hang back and let someone else handle her daughter's careers.
1: Well, she was so quiet in this episode. Like, she... She really was. In the scenes when they're discussing the Taylor Swift drama, you know, like, with Scott or just the whole, the video concept... She just looked at her phone and, like, was not engaging. Um, Which, like, makes me believe that she had to have known already.
0: Yeah. Nothing gets by her. But it's very much not the Kris Jenner image, you know? Yeah. Anyway, Kim is explaining to Chris what's in the GQ uh, interview and how... You know, that's the, the video. The existence of this video is public knowledge and how Taylor's released another statement. Um, this is the one where she clarifies and says, oh no, uh, Kanye asked me to release the song through my Twitter account and I declined. Getting closer to the truth, but not there yet. And this is where Chris says, why don't you just call her and, you know, ask how this happened? Because Chris alludes to like knowing Taylor Swift pretty well. And then at that point, you know, Kim says, that's lovely advice, but I'm not going to take it. Which makes me think, I don't know, I feel like that line is setting us up for something. And I truly wonder how Taylor Swift could have let herself, could have played herself this hard, really. But I'm, I'm definitely curious to see if there's a third act to this drama on right, the horizon. Like, I
1: just almost feel like God, like, I feel like Taylor has to be in on this. Because how else? Because even during this, so Chris, and maybe this is just them covering themselves by being like, I like Taylor Swift, don't come for me. Um, But Chris and Chloe in this episode are like, I really like her. And I really like her people and I like her platform. And even Scott was like, I'm not going to say – he's like, I don't really have an opinion. I'm just confused about the situation. You know, everyone else was being really neutral and also being kind of – having, like, positive things to say about Taylor Swift. I'm just like, is she in on this? This has to be – there has to be something else, something bigger coming. There's no way she would drop – there's no way she could drop the ball like this. I mean, come on. Like – her star, like you said, has only ever been rising since 2009. Like, and the thing is, this is not going to hurt album sales for her. This is not going to... I don't even think it's going to change the public opinion of her that much. She's not going to be voted Most Hated no. Celebrity. If anything, she'll sell more albums. She'll sell out more stadium tours. Like, As far as yeah. I'm concerned, this whole situation helps all of them. It makes Kim look savvy as hell... It makes Kanye look like less of oh, an yeah. asshole. It makes Taylor Swift, oh, I mean, yeah. she wants it. I think her her narrative is like, I'm being victimized. Sure, if that works for you, which clearly it has in the past, then it works for her. But it's also going to give her mm-hmm. more more money, more album sales. So, like, I just have a hard Absolutely. time believing that there isn't a possibility that she's involved.
0: I I agree. I mean, in the past few months – The the behind-the-scenes machinations of the Taylor Swift image have just become too transparent. And it's interesting because I think that so much of her image is based on, like, girl next door, relatability, and we've seen this throughout her career. She did that one song... I don't know what any of these songs are called. (laughs) The one where, like, she's the... She's, like, she's literally the girl next door, like, wearing glasses. Yeah, you belong with me, uh, the one that she shorts, won the shorts. video <laughs> for. <That's-
1: laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one she won the award for.
0: I've literally never finished listening to a Taylor Swift song in my life. The thing is- But, I mean, that video is all about, like,
1: shaming other women. Well, here's the thing. You know... I feel uh, like up until this most recent album... With the exclusion of Bad Blood, which is clearly about Katy Perry, and Katy Perry has openly, basically, (laughs) been like, yeah, the song is about me, and I tried to warn you all. Um, Yeah. Which, also, I would love to get into the Calvin Harris situation in like a minute, but... um, Oh, we gotta go there next. Totally have to go there next. Um, You know, the rest of that album... It's not as, you know, she, like, she kind of destroyed Camilla Bell's career. She said that she's better known for the things she does on the mattress. And, and uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but this was, I think, after her Joe Jonas breakup. And, like, she said that what Kim and Kanye did Mm -hmm. to her is she, I'm quoting her. She said that this was character assassination for someone who (laughs) built their whole brand on talking about, ex-boyfriends or ex-friends without asking for their permission and, like, clearly, yeah. you know, making a lot of money off of these songs about them, it's a bit, it's, like, it's reaching a little to say what Kanye and Kim did was character assassination. Like, come on. Yeah. And – Yeah, absolutely. I just – and, like – and then her whole thing was, like, well, I'm going to weaponize friendship and, like, girl groups and the squad and, like, white feminism, basically, to, oh yeah, I I, I can't remember where I read this, someone tweeted, I think maybe it was like Dorian St. Felix or something, I think she said, or maybe it was Anne Helen Peterson, maybe they were having a conversation, I don't know, like I said, the last 24 hours have been a whirlwind on the internet, but basically insinuating Mm. that her whole platform to like, get this like, friendship train going, was to alienate solo pop artists, like to alienate, alienate Demi Lovato, to alienate Katy Perry, um, to keep them away and to sort of like put up a wall and be like, they're not a part of my group and whatever. And like, I don't know. It's just like in bad taste to say that this is character assassination when that's kind of what has gotten her to this point in the first place. And and so Agreed. And the ca- so the Calvin Harris thing is like, I almost like didn't care at first because like they were dating for what two years? She broke up with him. It was like a it was like a year and like three okay. months. It was not two years. She broke up with him, and I've never been. I should say like I've never been like upset with the fact that she dates people and breaks up with them. Like that's normal so many people do that so many famous people so many non-famous people people have relationships that last a few months they have relationships that last a few years they have many partners in their lives it's totally normal and i think that when people shamed her for like having a bunch of boyfriends it was like okay she had like five boyfriends in the span of like eight years i think that's okay um yeah but they broke up she broke well, up and then and like so quickly deleted like all traces of him online, and then he was like, "I'm not gonna let her publicist and her people tear me down." And this whole thing with like her being credited on the song that it's popular right now with Rihanna is just ooh. yeah. And Rihanna's on Famous too, but she's so I'm so proud of her for for not I love getting involved. Yeah.
0: Rihanna's just giving interviews talking about how much she loves Star Trek and I love Rihanna for exactly. that. Exactly. But I mean, part of part of the thing about Calvin Harris was Taylor Swift was known as a serial dater. She was known for her breakups. And so this was a pretty big deviation for her in her public image to have this steady relationship to be able to post those romantic instagrams together stuff like that um and they were fairly low-key um for the most part which was surprising uh but her image has always been girl next door it's always been about victimhood it's been about joe jonas breaking up with her over the phone it's been about you know jake gyllenhaal being mean to her or whatever uh, dear john so for her to turn around so quickly after this breakup uh with calvin harris and start dating tom hiddleston especially the way that they debuted their relationship with this very public like meet-the-parents moment at the beach in America and then in England. Like, that was a lot. That was a little too spidey, you know? It was Mm -hmm. too transparent of a PR move. And it also really went against everything that her image has been built on because at this point, there's a lot of speculation that she cheated on Calvin Harris with Tom Hiddleston.
1: Yeah, there's that, and then there's also the fact that people are speculating that she's using this PR strategy or stunt or whatever to... Film some sort of video or project. I don't know what to believe. All I know is that Calvin Harris is rumored to be dating Tinashe now, and I love Tinashe. So good, good for her. her. I hope that they're. Yeah. I hope that if they are dating, it's like a pleasant experience for both of them. But I don't know this. This whole thing. There, you're right. There's a third act, and it's I. <laughs> I mean, I've said this before. I, it, it, if the third act
0: is that this was all for a music video, I'm going to die. I don't know that
1: I can take that. I don't know that. if I can handle that either. But I also feel like, so a month and a half ago, a month ago, month, month, month and a half ago, all the attention was on Black China and Rob. Marriage drama, baby drama, Tyga and Kylie, like all of that. Then Kim brought the attention back on her which I think she's going to volley back to black china because her special with rob is forthcoming. Oh yeah. So that's definitely I think going to happen. But I don't know how I'm really trying to figure out how Taylor Swift fits into all of this and I'm really trying to figure out if she did this for a music video because I
0: mean I mean there is some true foolishness going around like Tom Tom Hiddleston was photographed at the beach, in the water, wearing a tank top that said, I heart TS. That's a lot. It's
1: really a lot when you've only been dating for a few weeks. That's very
0: spidey. That's very, very spidey. The whole, like, I mean, they literally, like, went for a meet the parents stroll on both continents within, like, five days. That's insane.
1: I don't know I don't know that I would meet
0: someone's parents within, like, a year of dating Maybe them. famous
1: people just <laughs> feel things more intensely than we do.
0: Apparently. I don't know. This is just, like, this is very uh, Henry Cavill and Katie Quo- Kaylee Cuoco. Mm. Like, going grocery shopping, you've known each other for six days. Like, I, I, you can never sell me on these things. Maybe because of my... Uh, crippling intimacy issues but i just don't believe it
1: <laughs> i think that what i've learned from this whole situation is really just the i i don't want to be a celebrity like <laughs> this is too much this is extra this is the definition of extra all of it every single aspect and like i'm here for the yes. clapback, and a week ago Maybe not even a full week ago, Kim made a snap being like, hey, I'm going to film a tutorial for my app about how to make a clap back. So it's like one of those things where you, f- like, the hints have been dropped all along. She's been giving us breadcrumbs for months. And yet we were all still shook after this Snapchat drama. I just, like, I can't handle I can't I handle fame. I can't handle celebrity. This is nuts. And if it's all for a music I mean, video. he's Kim is just
0: in... <sighs> Ugh. Kim is just in the perfect position, though. Oh, for sure, like career-wise, she has all of the authority. She has all of the resources. She's looking fucking great. Like this is Kim in her prime. It really is. And the f- and what what I find so interesting is we've talked about this before. How the Kardashians were so overexposed for so long. They shared so much of their lives with us. They pulled back right around the time that Kim and Kanye got together. North really wasn't on the show for the first few years of her life. And, you know, they were creating this economy around their images. But over the past few months, I have felt so close to Kim because of Snapchat. I felt so close. And, like, this is so incredible because it is a peek behind Kim's kind of good girl exterior i know and i mean i say good girl like i know that she's sexy and when they ask her to give the, you know when when b is like give me three words that describe you the only word that kim comes up with is sexy but (laughs) you know when kim is talking about the interview she says i don't really talk about people especially in interviews
1: but i kind of broke my own rule here yes She's really peeling back that curtain. There is a heavy emphasis on branding strategy in this episode. Like, even with the MILF money photo shoot, Kim goes to the photo shoot. She's going to get her – or the video shoot. She's going to get her hair and makeup done. Kanye comes in and he says – what is this 1950s pinup look that they're doing? Chrissy Teigen is in normal hair and makeup, and even though I know she had a baby a few weeks ago and you had one four months ago, but, like, I think you should be really concerned about sticking to your brand here. And he was right. She looked so much better when they took all the, like, Betty Boop shit off. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, She looks so good in the MILF money video. I was so happy about that. Like, I'm glad she was in it. I'm glad Chrissy was in it. Sierra... So many beautiful women. Devin Aoki. Devin Aoki. Like, TBT Ugh. to when Gemma wore Yes. Yes. Like, I really loved the video. I don't, like, I don't really care about the song. And I like Fergie. I think the song is subpar. Especially yeah. considered her, the hits that she's had in the past. But the video's fun. Agreed. The video's Agreed. fun. Bea was so funny. The fact that she was in this episode made me laugh. And... Oh, my God. Her cat, Beezlebub. Oh, my God. That was a highlight. Her hairless cat. I just think Kim was on her game. There was a heavy emphasis on, like, sticking to your brand and, like, what to do when you need to deviate from your brand and how to rein it back in. This was a lesson. This was a teaching moment for all of us. For anyone who has any sort of presence outside of their corporeal self, whether that is on the internet, Snapchat, music videos, whatever, Kim Kardashian gave us the biggest lesson of all in the past, like, two months. Yes.
0: And that's so nicely bookended with some of the themes that were brought up in the Snapchats when Taylor Swift is saying, I'm so close to being overexposed that's a huge red flag indicating that Taylor Swift is really aware of and actively creating the Taylor Swift persona. And you and I know that. But to a certain extent, Taylor Swift's brand is built on uh, this idea of authenticity, this idea of relatableness, this girl next door idea. Um, and the girl next door is effortless. You know, she's not trying to create this this good girl image. Um so to hear her talking about uh overexposure, her Instagram likes, stuff like that, um that's peeling back the curtain in a very different right. way. And that's really where Kim is undercutting uh some of Taylor's
1: PR exactly. strategy. Because Kim's saying, "Listen, we're all celebrities. We're all doing this." We're all strategizing. We're all, you know, pulling string, marionette strings here and there. And I want everyone to know that that's just how it works when you're famous. That's just how it works in American celebrity culture. And, like, you can't be mad at her for revealing the truth. Exactly. I do think... This gets back to what you said earlier about how this episode clearly was not supposed to be about the Taylor Swift drama. The c plot of Kylie having a stalker, I think, was supposed to be a much bigger issue. Um, Agreed, and it is a serious it became such issue. An afterthought. It is a serious issue because she. I know she recently. It is. She's selling her home that she like just bought like a year ago. I guess she's flipping her home, but um, I remember she had a. There was, like, a break-in or a stalker recently. I don't really know the details, but it's just, like, this is a serious issue. And it's something that I've always wondered about as celebrities. Like, when you're someone like Kylie who puts out her own – she's in charge of most of her social media. Like, Scott clearly has someone else (laughs) doing things for him. He's not – Clearly, <laughs> he he made a mistake uh, a few weeks ago. But like Kylie's really, she's really doing a lot of this herself, and that's because she's young and she's a digital native, like we are, and she knows how to work the system. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. snapchatting your exact location when you're someone because this happened when Kim was like, "We're at the park, Kanye sleeping," and minutes later they had to leave because fans knew exactly where their location was. When you're at this level of fame, yeah. you can't snap something with a geotag that lets everyone know where you are. And so Courtney was like, you know what I always do is I put things on airplane mode and then I send them later, which is smart. Because um, the police are gonna, mm-hmm. were even yeah. telling Kylie, like, you can't... <laughs> you need to stop putting... Like, if you want to make this easier, you don't want to have a stalker, don't put your location everywhere. Um, but yeah. the whole, the prank the prank Wait. backfired...
0: And the, and the resolution was so quick. It was just, like, Kylie's kind of freaked out, and then Courtney gets in this all-lavender outfit with this lavender velvet tube top and apologizes. That's it. That's the end of that story. And the
1: thing was, like, Kylie wasn't upset with them for putting... She wasn't upset that the balloons in her car were, like, supposedly supposed to be from a stalker. She was just upset that paparazzi took photos of her with a bunch of balloons on her car. Like... How is that embarrassing, Kylie? Out of all of the things that you've dealt with, that embarrasses you? Out of all of Like, the that's things. not even a, a really embarrassing prank. Like, if someone did that to me, I wouldn't even be that upset. She's mad because paparazzi... Yeah, no kidding. ...saw that? Like, come on. They expected her to be, like, freaked out because she had, like, a stalker. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. It was a weak plot line, and I think it was supposed to be more developed, and they had to cut it for time just because <laughs> Kim was like, let me be an executive producer for a quick second and tell you how we're going to run this show.
0: Real, real. Okay, I have a question. Do you think that there is a special police department in Los Angeles County that, de- that deals with celebrities? Because if not, there should be, and I want a job there.
1: I mean, I don't know. When I think about the, how the bling ring, like, robs people's houses in Calabasas and the Hollywood Hills, I think it was just, like, regular police. I feel like there should be a special celebrity unit. I feel like there should be
0: a celebrity <laughs> unit celebrity task to buy force, celebrities on safety. <laughs> celebrity safety. I think that's it. I think that's what it should be. How to deal with stalkers? How to deal with fans? How to deal with paparazzi? I think there should be a celebrity unit, and I want to be the head of that unit. So <laughs> you should Los start Angeles it. PD. Give me a call. You could start, I can start a private company for that. When I think about,
1: stay tuned for that GoFundMe. I know. When I think about the Bling Ring, actually, like, what year was that? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. The Kardashians so, are yeah. so lucky that they were not at this level of fame back then, because they would have they would have been hit hard. Oh yeah, been, Kylie. Oh yeah, she's just very she's very lucky. I think that like you know her rising yeah. star didn't really start to to rise until about two or three years after that situation because. Yeah. They could have really been... Because, I mean, Paris Hilton was obviously the most famous person that they robbed. I but, mean, like, you know that the uh,
0: the exterior of Chris's house is fake, right? That's not her actual house. Oh my god, what?
1: Like, the one that they shoot on the show?
0: Yeah, so that exterior is uh, not not their house. That's a different house. And they did that for security reasons. And the house... That actual house that they use for exteriors um, often gets trespassers who recognize it from the show. That's so wild.
1: Well, I also want to make a – I also want to note that Chris was like, you need to move (laughs) back home. I'm tired of this. And Kim was like, I'll be fine. Like, I can't believe after she made that big deal, like, what, five episodes ago about how she needed her time to herself. Kristen Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like honestly, I whatever. I just thought it was a funny moment. Yeah. There are, No, it was. I mean, speaking of Kristen, um I I love her new lip kit color. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie. Yeah,
0: I feel like there was a color Yeah, there's like a cool nude in the collection that I was thinking about getting. Malibu or
1: whatever. I have no idea. I just know Kristen is a recent one. It's kind of, it's red. And then Mary Mary Jo. Mary Jo K. Is like kinda of red? Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I I do know okay, so I think Kylie's opening a brick and mortar store soon. I also Oh is she? I didn't know. I think realize she's going to do like at least a pop-up in California. And here's the thing, I don't oh, even yeah, wear I course. wouldn't even wear this, but I still want a Kylie lip kit. Like I don't know what's wrong with me, but I want one and I don't want to spend like however much money on one cuz it would be a total waste for me. But like yes.
0: I think that she I have one.
1: I mean, I've heard <laughs> positive things from people I know who are like really into makeup and like really know their shit i mean they're like yeah it's okay it's not bad and i do think that kylie's gonna change the formulas to make them better over the next few years Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know good for her because i know she got an f rating by the better business bureau i think and then she was like i have to change but it was like you know
0: yeah it sounds like the issue is more that she doesn't have the infrastructure set up for her business really um i mean i didn't have a problem with my lip kit getting to me but i mean the whole it's it's a fucking boom bust cycle they restock and sell out immediately Mm -hmm. and like no business is really set up to to work that way
1: no not to last but
0: yeah but every time she restocks you know it's an event and it that works for now, but people are gonna get fucking sick of it. Right, and that's why
1: I, I do feel like they are already I feel like she's going to open up a brick and mortar store very soon. Like I'm actually excited for her because in a few years when the, the keeping up with the Kardashians ends and she has to hold her own uh, reality show, I'm really excited to see more of Harry and more of Jordan. <laughs> and I know that yes. her running her own business is gonna be like a big thing for her. Kind of like how Dash was like a big thing for them in the earlier seasons. And like I think she's setting herself totally. up well. I still want a lip kit, but I also don't want one because I wouldn't even use it. But You should you should just buy ColourPop, because ColourPop is the same thing. Right. Oh my gosh.
0: Anyway, um I have a Kylie lip kit in Court K. Um, which is like the dark berry color and it's really pigmented. I think I kind of made a mistake because I have a very heavy hand when applying makeup. So it just kind of comes out black (laughs) just because I, I fail at subtlety when it comes to makeup. But honestly, it's a fair product. If you really want to spend, you know, an extra $17 on, um, a ColourPop kit, go for it. Why not? And honestly, I might because the pigments are slightly different. So <laughs> anything
1: is possible. Anything is possible. That's what Kim Kardashian West, Kimberly Noelle Kardashian West, has really taught us that anything <sighs> is possible.
0: Um, I want to give a shout out to The Ringer who published what I believe is the – um definitive piece on kim's snap story it goes snap by snap it's called a close reading of kim kardashian west's latest film kanye and taylor's phone call and it talks about the framing and the editing of each and i think it's really good um i just tweeted about it but i will retweet from our twitter account um the k-hole podcast so highly recommend that piece
1: This just really was the distraction that we needed. Like, there's just been too many horrible, terrible, awful things happening in the world. You know, it's not a safe place. And it's very scary. And it was so, like, funny to watch this whole thing unfold last night. Because nobody got hurt. And nobody's going to get hurt. And it's just, like, the ultimate distraction that I think everybody needed. I needed this distraction. Uh, Agreed. Agreed.
0: And we saw the same thing that we see every time there's a breaking piece of celebrity news where people are like, you know, got to get on their high horse and say, there are important things happening in the world. I'm looking at you, Selena Gomez and Chloe Grace Moretz. But you can care about multiple things, as Kim Kardashian does, because
1: she did post about Black Lives Matter. She did, and I was actually very impressed with what she said. And she said, you know, call your legislator, like, you know, call your senators, call your congressmen, congresspeople. Um, I was actually very, like, impressed with how she put that forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was really unequivocal. She did not say all lives matter. She said black lives matter. And she talked specifically about, you know, wanting her kids to grow up feeling safe and i think that's powerful exactly um she'd previously written a blog on her website about race and about how um north like being north's mother made her more conscious of race and like people gave her shit for not i i don't know for like having a wake-up call i guess but
1: Right. I mean, I remember that happened, like, after she and Chris went to, I think, Vienna or something. And this guy was, like, dressed in blackface and, like, saying the N-word. And she was, like, this is not cool. And then that was, like, right around, you know, North's birth. And she has, like, improved and, like, learned a lot more since then, I think. But I don't think it's necessarily fair to fault her for... Having that wake up call because, like, at least she had it. You know what I mean? Exactly. She could be another white woman with she could be another white woman with a black child who is still not trying to understand the experience that her child will have. Children will have in this world, and like, I commend her for not only being like, I've recently had a wake up call about race, but being like, oh, I'm actually going to use my platform to talk about things that need to be discussed because billions of people listen to what I have to say and she's tweeted about gun control legislation she has. she's tweeted about like especially in the last like couple months because of all of the recent tragedies that have happened as a result of that and you know this whole you know her writing a post that says black lives matter instead of You know, being like some of the other celebrities who don't want to shake, who don't want to stir the pot. And so they say, All Lives Matter, which is just a cop out. Oh, yeah. She's like, No, I'm going to use my platform to actually say something genuine. And I do think that she means it. And like, even if it's just her people being like, You need to do this, then okay, it's a good PR move. Yeah. And once again, she's the mastermind of that, so... Yeah.
0: And and Kim's not perfect. She's still commodifying a lot of aspects of black culture. Um, right, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, black aesthetics, black imagery. But, I mean, there are celebrities who do that and have also never said anything about Black Lives Matter. And I'm not saying that, like, exactly. Kim should be given a break by any means. I'd love to see Kim really, you know, starting a deeper conversation about race, but she is doing more than
1: a lot of her critics at this point. Right. And and I totally also, you know, understand and support the type of criticism that says, well, you know, a year ago, Nicki Minaj called out Taylor Swift for appropriating or not understanding, you know, what feminism really means and what, um, equality really means. There was like that whole thing that that whole Twitter feud or whatever that Nikki and Taylor oh, supposedly got yeah. in. And, and yeah. And Nikki was kind of like vilified by the press oh, yeah. the photos that they used to, to tell the whole story were very, they were angry photos of Nicki Minaj and these like smiling photos of Taylor Swift. And, you know, well, that's why at the, um, what was it, like the VMAs or whatever, they like performed The Night is Still Young together. I don't know. It was weird. But like, my point is when a black woman, Nicki Minaj, did something to call, call out racism, she got attacked by the media. And like, Kim is going to be praised for this. Like, so far, oh, I would yes. say the response is pretty much in favor of Kim. Agreed. Like, even like even people who I think don't even really care for her or her show that much, like, I think, and sure, part of that might be because some people just want to see two women tear each other down and some people might want to see Taylor Swift fall for whatever reason, but I actually think, like, a a large sum of people really understand that, like, Taylor's whole victim shtick is, it, it indicates a larger problem and for Kim to be You know, also a white woman exposing that problem. Yeah. People are sort of in favor of that. Right. And it's not fair that Kim's gonna be treated better in this situation than Nikki. But that's the reality. Yeah.
0: And and for that reason, it was a really strategic move to have Kim release this footage instead of Kanye. Because it it changes the narrative entirely. Um and I think looking back at you know nikki's tweets and taylor's reactions from last year i think that that's a really good example of taylor swift's self-victimization and her shitty white woman approach to feminism because you know nikki released anaconda last year which was honestly like it's not like single ladies all time level video, but it was like the single ladies of that year. Like there were memes it's still iconic. Yeah, There were memes all around it. Like people still jammed Anaconda. It's it's a fucking great song. Um and Nikki was not nominated for a best music video award uh at the VMA's. And Nikki tweeted about it. Um and tweeted about the fact that like Taylor Swift's video for Shake It Off or whatever, uh, featuring a lot of, like, very thin white women, uh, was being glorified, and, you know, Nikki's video was being ignored. Right, and and I
1: feel like, well, I feel like Nikki didn't even directly mention Taylor Swift. No. She just said, like, there's media that exists that people consume that is made by white women and commodifies black culture and black womanhood and my video made by a black woman about black culture and black femininity or whatever Mm -hmm. was not nominated. But these other videos were like, she didn't even directly mention Taylor Swift and Taylor jumped on it and was like, why are you trying to tear me down? I used to be a fan. Yeah.
0: Well, and
1: Taylor said, maybe one of the guys took your spot.
0: Like that's her whole shtick is like turning these issues about race and making them about like, women supporting women, but like the women who are being supported have to be white, is is Taylor's whole deal. And she basically was like, oh, Nicki Minaj made me feel bad. I'm so innocent. Let me get my bare feet and my guitar out. It's the same whole song and dance over and (laughs) over. You know? And Nicki was right then. Nicki is right now. Kim is right. You know? Taylor's awful. And and the fact that And white women are going to get together under this banner and be like, oh, yeah, poor Taylor. Like, Taylor can change her mind or whatever. But you have to acknowledge that, like, the way Taylor is approaching this um, is really predicated on, you know, the idea of this white fragility and this white innocence.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't ignore the role that race plays in these situations. And like that's something that Taylor and many members of her squad or whatever want to do because they just honestly don't have as nuanced and deep of an understanding of like I don't know, critical race theory or feminist or feminism. Like they yeah, they miss the point a lot of the time. And like I said earlier, like I have listened to Taylor Swift's music. I like her music. I I mean some of it. I think that surely some of the stuff on the internet about her is misogynist. Surely people want to see women tear each other down. Mm-hmm. By people, I mean usually it's men who want to see that happen. Yes. I'm not saying that that's not true because that's definitely the case for some of this. But you can't like you can't ignore the role that race plays in these sort of situations and you can't um, ignore, like you said, the fact that she's done this sort of like, you know, a fragile woman, white, like, it, it's just, it's, it's gotten very old. Kim has revealed, like, listen, the jig is up. We all get it. Mm-hmm. And it's time to move on. I mean, that's why I'm like, is she, is Taylor involved with this? I would hope... I'm always rooting for her to learn and get better. I always want people to learn. I always want people to change and get better. Like, Kim has changed and gotten better. She's learned, at least somewhat, you know, based on the difference in tone between her blog post about, like, her wake-up call about racism and this recent one that's about taking action and Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah, I'm here for both of them to improve. But it's very clear that... (laughs) This is white feminism completely missing the point. Absolutely. Like, just completely missing the point. Absolutely.
0: Well, I'm really curious to see how this develops (laughs) over the next few weeks. I definitely feel like we have not heard the end. Um, When they talk about Kanye's um, SNL rant meltdown being leaked, um, Kanye does ask – was it illegal for them to record me? And Kim is really quick to say, no, not in the state of New York. So, you know, the assumption is that they were at, um, they, that they were in California when this was recorded. But I feel like that, that the insertion of that line in that scene is really telling.
1: I think so too. I think that there's, There are a few moments, like I said in this episode, that I'm going to read as the Kardashian Wests taking preemptive measures to cover their asses. Like Chris saying, I really like Taylor Swift and I really like her platform and I really like her people and her publicists and I really think that you should talk to her. Chloe saying, don't come for me, Taylor Swift fans. I really like her. Scott being Mm -hmm. like... I really like her. What's the deal? I thought that she was cool. Why'd she change her mind? All of that stuff, plus this whole thing about, you know, inserting the line about the legality of the situation, I think it's them trying to do what they can to preemptively check themselves so that a lawsuit, if she tries to win on a technicality, can't go through.
0: Yeah. And I mean, additionally, like, whatever amount Taylor Swift could sue for might honestly be nuisance money to the Kardashian-West, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they are—both of them, I mean, all three of them, their net worths are beyond huge. Like, a a lawsuit between them, even if she sues them for, what, a few million dollars? Like, I don't really see how that's going to—they would spend more money on lawyers and the whole case— yeah, and it would just be a waste of money. I would, I would think, and I, and I think that like it's just about who gets to have the last word, and it's not necessarily about like seeking damages or anything.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this is all a music video. Taylor has been uh, followed around by the same photographer since she announced, uh, or since you know she and Tom Hiddleston made their relationship public. So, there's a lot of speculation that there is some kind of, like, narrative being constructed through a digital medium, uh, but it's pretty unclear what that might be. I mean, only time will tell. Truly. Honestly, maybe she's going to be the opener on the St. Pablo tour.
1: I would – that would just, like, blow my mind if that's what this is all leading up to. (laughs) Like, if this is leading up to, like, a song – or some sort of joint project between them. I can't handle this. Like I said, I can't handle famous people anymore. I don't <laughs> I just don't get them. They experience life on like a different plane of ex- of reality. Everything is so amplified,
0: but at the same time there's like no consequences for anything they do. They're completely out of touch. It's it's just such a multifaceted sword. I don't even think I can say double-edged.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. More than two sides for sure. So, let's let's do power rankings. Let's get back
0: to the fact that we're talking about an episode.
1: Yes. Um, would you like to start? <laughs> I would. At the bottom of the list, Taylor
0: Swift with the PR fumble. Like we said, this is still an ongoing developing situation, but uh, Kim's snap, as well as this whole episode, was designed to peel back the curtain um, and reveal, you know... The -the behind-the-scenes machinations of the girl-next-door image, which is predicated on not being as constructed and as strategized as her image, in fact, is. So, she's at the bottom. Uh, We'll see if she can make it back up. But honestly, where she's at right now, between the bleached hair, the iHeart T-Swift tank top, like, I don't know that she's coming back from this.
1: Yes, and... Right above uh, Taylor is Kylie. I mean, she didn't really have much to do in this episode. I do feel bad because, like I said, I think that, like, her plot was supposed to be a little bit bigger and, you know, but maybe she's maybe she's happy with that. She says in the episode that she doesn't want to be a hermit, but I distinctly remember a few episodes ago, <laughs> she talked about how she wished that she didn't have to experience fame. Yep. So. Which is it, Kylie? Kylie. Which, what is the truth? you're 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 number six in our power rankings this week.
0: Coming in above, Kylie is Chloe, who shows up to take part in the balloons prank um and doesn't really have much else to do. She does say, uh, she does protect her own ass and say that she's not gonna badmouth Taylor Swift on Twitter because she doesn't want the Taylor Swift fans coming for her, which makes her
1: that much ahead of Taylor's game. Yeah. And directly above Chloe is Courtney, just because like same, you know. I mean (laughs) she tried to orchestrate a prank. You know. It sort of And she's the one who shows up to apologize
0: because, you know, Courtney is just schlepping these plot lines
1: on her back episode after episode. She really is. I mean she's doing what she can. (laughs) She's trying to (laughs) put that theater degree to work.
0: She is. Coming in above Courtney is Kris Jenner, who has not read her daughter's GQ profile, but honestly, Kris Jenner is a busy woman. And she's playing her cards right because she's not going to badmouth Taylor Swift either, whether it's online, in interviews, on this very show. Kris Jenner is keeping her cards close to her chest. Number two,
1: Kanye West. I mean we what can we say he doesn't he he doesn't he just doesn't care he says i don't care about this drama he lets kim handle it he says that he'll follow her lead the only thing that he does in this episode is he really puts his foot down about kim staying on brand and she's like really happy and appreciates that and so i you know he's towards he's near the top cuz he comes out kind of on top in this situation like i said the way this entire thing plans out, he does not look like an asshole anymore. No.
0: And we... And he really could
1: have. He could have looked like yeah, one. Yeah.
0: And we really haven't talked about how sweet Kanye is in those videos. He's so honestly thoughtful and respectful. And he talks at length about how much their friendship means to him. And and how he would sooner, you know, remove those lyrics from the song than upset her.
1: Exactly. He really, uh, I think he showed his, his sensitive side. Absolutely.
0: But the mastermind behind it all, number one, Kim Kardashian West, serving PR genius this week. From the episode to her snap to her Forbes cover, like this was her week. And I'm I'm just glad to witness it at this point. You know, she's at her peak.
1: Yeah, I mean, she looks great. She's, like, working out with Dawn. She's getting herself together. She's – her body is tight. She looks great in the MILF money video. Fergie makes a guest appearance and, like, she says that they've been friends, like, forever. And – you know, so even if this episode wasn't really about the Taylor Swift drama, she still, I think, would have come out on top.
0: Agreed. And honestly, the the MILF money crew is a pretty good counter to the Taylor Swift squad. I hadn't thought about that till now.
1: I hadn't thought about it either, but it's true. I mean, they don't, you know, they support each other but they don't make a big point of being like we're all like a a squad like a team whatever they're just like we're women who support each other and we're moms and we support each other and our kids i mean and they look like they're
0: hot grown-ass women and you know they deserve to be in that david la chapelle hellscape of a video (laughs) (laughs) they really do wow do we have anything else we want to cover, R.E.? Uh, this week's big IRL headliner. Um, honestly, I think we've milked the episode dry. It was really designed to just set up this snap story.
1: Yeah, I think I think we covered everything. I can't imagine anything else pressing. Honestly, but I'm sure in the next couple weeks, there will be some big news. Agreed. 100%. I mean, Taylor Swift still has not been uh, seen in
0: public yet, so anything could happen. Anything could happen. That's so true. And when something does happen, you can always tune into The K-Hole, which is your first destination for Kardashian news. Uh, We're going to be back later this week with a special (laughs) double feature to cover... uh, What were the other episodes called? I don't know. Oh, Baby, and then, like, Iced Out, or whatever.
1: yeah, those were what they were called. We're, we're we'll talk about the Rob drama later. For those of you who are wondering where the Rob and Black China baby drama is, it's coming. This just sort of, you know, took over. Yeah, we couldn't. This this story broke the internet. It truly again. did.
0: So that will be coming later this week. Uh, we have more vacation episodes to look forward to because the family is going to Cuba.
1: Yes, I need to see that Ernest Hemingway stuff. I just want to talk – I want to see them talk about Ernest Hemingway because they Instagram the hell out of his house yes. or whatever.
0: I bet – okay, I bet Courtney has read Ernest Hemingway. I don't think anyone else has. Those are my bets.
1: <laughs> no, she definitely – she's definitely read, like, The yeah. Old Man in
0: the Sea. Agreed. Um, as always, I am Ashley Brandt. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. Honestly, I live-tweeted that whole thing yesterday. If you want to relive it with me, you can find me on Twitter there. I am not done talking about this. Um, I'm ready to have this discussion a thousand times over the next several months, honestly. So find me there or listen to me on some other podcasts such as Twin Peaks, Peaks, or Pulp, uh, the podcast based on a true story. We just did Behind the Candelabra, which was really fun. And we have um, an episode on uh, the HBO biopic Phil Spector coming up. Uh, Honestly, probably the worst movie we've watched so far. So save yourself an hour and a half of your life and just listen to our
1: hour-long podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at BRKMRN. Um. I don't know what else to say besides somehow Kylie Jenner was right. 2016 has indeed been the year of realizing things. And if you'd like to realize things with me, follow me on Twitter at BRKMRN. It's my full name without the vowels. I think that's all we have for you. This has been the K-hole. Don't be fucking rude.